following program is rated M-A-L. It contains strong language and is intended only for mature audiences. This week on the 5-Minute Warning. And Hardaway Jr., I was like, dog, you are you are the Jackie Robinson of your team right now in the blackest sports league in the in America. Y'all have managed to have four white dudes. Like, I feel like Mark Cuban should win an award for that. Like, how did you get this many white guys to be on the floor at the same time? And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying that they and should. Three of them international. Well, like I said, that's well, he the said cover. That. That's the new cover right now. That's the new cover. Wow. And I ain't mad at them. I'm not saying that they're only in the league because they white. No, I'm not discrediting them at all. I'm just saying that looks really weird now when you think about how the NBA looks overall. And you like one of these things is not like the other. And now the five minute warning. Okay, students, this is your five minute warning. I repeat, five minute warning. Silence. This is the five minute warning with Ruben Brown, happening right now. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Once again, it's time for wow. <laughs> Moby said, "I'm out." <laughs> he was here, now he's out. But besides the fact, welcome to episode eighty-five of the Five Minute Warning. Of course, it is your man, your mellow Ruben in the house, and of course, beside me. I got the man with a plan, the man on the ones, twos, and fours, if you ask him. AG. What's happening, y'all? How you doing? And we had Mo B, but I guess he said, I ain't got time to. Oh, wait a minute. There he is. Wait a minute. He got time. Let me see. Let me, let's get him in there. Mo B. And, and, and Mo B's back. The original Atlanta Hawk, y'all. <laughs> okay. Oh, he's got the blue hat on. I mean, I understand that. Congrats to the Hawks. For, for surviving today because y'all were up by like 20 some and y'all tried to give it away but y'all didn't so congrats uh, I mean I see what you did right there you just you know throwing that I shade understand. throwing that shade bottom yeah, line is they got the W they got the W so who do y'all exactly. play next who, who do y'all play next oh no they got the Philly first again, seven, seven, seven game series oh it's not over yet okay I thought they advanced no it's not the SCW no, they, 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 they advanced to Philly and then they, yes. they won game one of the Philly series today. Oh, okay, okay. Because I know they I know they beat somebody. Who y'all beat in the first the round? Knicks. The Knicks. The that's Knicks. That's right. That's right. And you know, you know, I gotta say this. Shout out to the Knicks, who has sucked for so long. They still and, do. No, they don't because they're in the playoff. There's that, there's man. something to that. Look, I mean, man, come on, man. Not for playoffs. nothing, man. Not for nothing because we. I mean, they they were a higher seed than the Lakers. Ooh. I mean, they were. And, and, and y'all are currently playing in the same place where the Knicks are right now. Hey, you're right. But you know. I'm just saying, I think, I think hey. this, I think, well, I'm going to give out some respect to all the Knicks fans. Y'all stunk. Y'all were the butt of every basketball joke. You made it to the playoffs. I appreciate y'all. It's good to have the Knicks winning. So that's what I wanted to say. Yeah, whatever. I saw. Ouch. Okay. I mean, you know. There's only one good New York team, man. That's the Yankees. You know, you know what? You know what makes you good? It makes it good talking to you in the summertime. What? I always got shade. All day. Always. always. Hey, look, man. If you ain't, I mean, if you're not putting it up, then what you doing? Uh, it's just shade. Just petty as hell. I anyway, mean, Ruben. Anyway. I mean, I'm even more petty that the Titans got um, Julio Jones today. Oh, they did. I mean, yeah, man. But I get it. 
Atlanta wanted to get Julio out the NFC, so I ain't exactly mad, but I'm just like, I want to know who gave up that, who wanted to give up that first round pick for him, and they said no. So maybe we'll find out this week. Probably not though. Well, good for him. Is he got to get that new contract he wanted Atlanta to give him? I mean, he already got three, like what, three years three left. Years yeah, like fifty, sixty million dollars. He. That brother paid. I realize that, but I... He just want to win. Only thing I'm saying is, I do believe that's what started all of this. That's all I'm saying. Nah, he was ready to get out of Atlanta because... No, what started is Atlanta can't... Atlanta is in salary cap hell. They they didn't even have enough money to sign their draft picks this year until they got rid of Julio. Ouch, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you know, it sucks they had to get rid of Julio, but, you know, sometimes it's just time for everybody to move on. Well, it looks like that's what happened. Yeah. I mean, you know who else moved on this week? Naomi Osaka. Naomi Osaka. She moved on this week. You know what? I got to jump in. I know you, I know you kind of lead in with this and everything and set us up, but I really have to jump in with this. I was talking to Lauren about it, and I was like, this chick said what she was going to say about, you know, um, her mental state with, with regards to the press and all that. She said she was willing to pay the fine. She put up with all that shade. She did everything she was supposed to do to get what she wanted out of the deal. And then I see two or three days later, after all that shade Roland Garros was was putting out, all that shade Patrick McEnroe was putting out, and then all of a sudden people changing their tune. Well, it really wasn't shade. It's called a rule book. And basically, you know, she, she came out a week before, said she ain't gonna talk to the media. I mean, okay. You know, the rule book says you get fined if you don't talk to the media. So the first time she got fined and then, you know, pretty much they were just like, look, I mean, we appreciate that you told gave us a week in advance, but you could have like came to us and told us, but we also ain't going to treat you different, ain't different than anybody else. And basically, yo, if you're not going to show up to media events, you know, we'll just kick you out. <laughs> and then she decided I'm out. And, you know, instead of calling a press conference on all that stuff, she did it on Twitter, which, I mean, I mean, I'll, I'll get into my, I'll, I want to hear from everybody else first, but here's the thing. Even though you may think so, and even though people are trying to use it as such, Twitter ain't the media. I mean, and I think the problem is that everybody wants to put out their business because they feel like if they put it on Twitter, you know, they can say how they want to say it. But the last time I checked, when people make announcements and they have media present, they usually read from something. And if they don't want to take questions, they just leave. So, like, I guess my thing is this generation wants to... Instead of, I mean, I mean, former media, I guess she has some, she has some, um, like she, she has some stuff in there that I agree with. But the other thing is, Jack, go, it goes back to, um, Kyrie Irving, man, your contract says you got to do this and you get paid for this. So like, it's not like they came to you a week ago was like, Hey, we need you to do some media appearances. Nah, you know you got to do this. And I understand 
how you personally feel about it, but that's your job. You know, if I don't wear a uniform to work every day, I get sent home and be like, go put your uniform on or don't come back. Yeah, I mean, it's the same thing. The only difference is, you know, her uniform is what it is. And she got a job just like everybody else. But if you don't do all your job, bad things happen. You know, cause and effect. So I'll drop that right there. AG, what's your thoughts on this, man? Well, actually, we need to go to Moby because I already said half of what I was going to say. Nah, go yeah. ahead, finish. Go ahead, finish your thought. There, you said half. Finish your thought. Well, I don't really care. I mean, I understand what you're saying, and that's very true. But what I'm saying is, she said that she was going to pay the fine. She knew she was going to get fined. But I'm saying to you, just like you said, your job tells you you have to wear a uniform. You don't wear the uniform, you get sent home, or eventually you'll get fired. Right? Yeah. Okay, it's that simple. My thing is, if you take that stance, why come back two or three days later with this soft response? Why let public pressure change your stance? It's a weak move. It's like, well, yeah. Well, who's, whose response are you saying? Change? I was talking about Roland Garros. I'm talking about the okay. venue itself. I'm talking about the tournament itself. Because I don't think the, they changed their stance. I'm about to say, I, I don't. I don't. When, when did they change their stance? Because the rules actually state that you get fined, and if you repeatedly do it, they can kick you out of the tournament. That's not. That's not something they just created. Oh no, no. I'm not saying that 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 was that was not what was said initially. I just got the impression based on, and I wish I now I wish I had read it or I could read it. But all I'm saying is the statement that I that I read from them seemed a whole lot softer than what they started with, which was the rules. And I thought well, all I mean, parties were okay with that. I thought when she left, all parties were okay. It's like, look, you need to do this. You don't want to do it. We sending you home. But but they didn't send her home. She sent herself home well, before e- they could. Either way, I thought all parties would be okay with this. So why say anything else? Right. And well, maybe I got it wrong. I'm just saying. I was like, I didn't know. I didn't think because, like you, you, like you're saying, all the rules were there. She knew that. She was cool with the fines. She was cool with paying the fines. Like every every time she won a match or lost a match, but she sent herself home. Well, what she wasn't cool with the fact that they basically like look the rules state that we can send you home if you continue this and. You know, people will say that she got ganged up on by all four of the, the majors, but it's in the rules, man. And it's like, yo, I mean, you knew this. Now, the question now the question is, are you upset that they flexed on you after you tried to flex on them? Was she? Because I didn't get that. I didn't get that. I didn't get that either. I, I mean, because I thought I kind of thought she was flexing. Well, I didn't say she flexing. I just thought I didn't think that she I didn't say she wasn't flexing. I'm saying that I didn't think that she had any, you know, she had any like misgivings about it. It's like I knew y'all had to do what you had to do. I'm gonna do what I have to do. So, right? Or is that wrong? I, I got a totally different view. So, I mean, I think that if she, so well, Moby needs comes- to say what he's gonna say. I've been talking too long about this. Okay, yeah, go ahead, Moby. I, I mean, I just have a totally different view because. I'm more upset at all the public support she's getting. And I know that makes me sound like the dude that is like just 
upset, but I'm not upset. Like the rules state that you got to get interviewed or you're going to get fined. And if you continue to miss it, we can kick you out. Those are the rules. What I felt like she did was a punk move by posting what she did on Twitter because she hit all of the the buttons that people know that if we hit right now you're going to get public support sympathy this at first this was uh hey i um have been struggling on clay courts so these interviews people ask me questions that give me doubt and then it went to i've been suffering from depression for years and then it went to for my own mental health i'm withdrawing like we didn't hear about any depression issue before we didn't hear about any mental health issues before then she threw the whole i'm an introvert thing out there it's like yo if you are really withdrawing for mental health issues you could have just came on twitter or wherever you posted and just said hey due to my own mental health issues i'm going to withdraw from the tournament as to not be a distraction i hope to be back soon period the end but no she went to the whole suffering from depression um these interviews make me um doubt myself because she knows that public opinion public hates media so now it turned into the whole oh well, you shouldn't have to decide between your mental health and doing interviews it's like nobody's telling you you got to decide between that like honestly she could have flipped this whole thing around and she just came to the press conference and marshawn lynched it just went up there and been like hey i'm just here so i don't get fined i'm just here so i don't get fined i'm just here so i don't get fined is that all the questions all right i'm out like yeah maybe she would have come off as a little bit of a jerk but i mean at the same time they couldn't really find her we wouldn't and have to keep talking about this yeah we, we wouldn't have to keep talking about this but i i just feel like right now we are using the clause of mental health way too loosely because if she's saying i have self-doubt because of interview questions i'm sorry you're a professional athlete part of what makes you great as a professional athlete is overcoming your own self-doubt like and in the committee said something that i didn't even think about until they said it if we don't make you have to interview aren't you kind of getting an unfair advantage over your opponent who has to come answer these questions what if they have the same doubts that you do but they got to sit up here and answer these questions too so we gonna give you a pass because you say you have a mental health issue if they do that everybody's gonna say that hey i suffer from depression i don't want to come to the interview yes that makes me sound like a bit of an asshole because i'm like poo-pooing the mental health thing but i'm not i'm just saying there are people who really have mental health issues and if she does suffer from depression hey fully sympathetic about that or empathetic i should say but at the same time i didn't need to hear all the soliloquy stuff if you really were withdrawn because of mental health issues you'd have just came out and said that it had just been like hey due to mental health issues i'm withdrawn from the tournament i hope to be back soon i'm sorry for any fans that i disappoint the end but when she she did all of like she did all of the pr hot button topics to get public opinion on her side now i gotta now i gotta see on espn where steph curry sending out stuff no one should ever have to decide between mental health and interviews we support you like yo i can support mental health issues and not support this dumb shit i just can and i mean in real talk if she had like i'm not saying she doesn't 
It's exactly my thing, and I'm not saying she has to disclose yeah. to us what her mental health. Like I'm saying, she said too much. I'm yeah. saying all she needed to do was say mental health. I got some stuff going on. I need to deal with. I'm out. And I mean, and I guess the thing about it is, real talk. She put this out a week ago that she's not talking to me because of all this stuff. Why didn't he just withdraw a week ago? You know, and I mean, because real talk, like, I'm, and I'm not saying that she should have, but my thing is, for those people who do have mental health issues, number one is taking care of yourself, and and being this being in this environment is against your mental health issue. Get, get does not help your mental health. Then don't go. You could have easily just been like, you know what? I'm sorry, it's so late. But I gotta back out this tournament, that sort of thing. And nobody would have been mad at it. But as Moby said, she kind of made a public spectacle of it. And, and and then it was it the public spectacle in the fact that it seems a little too convenient for certain things because um she suffers on clay and grass courts. On the hard court, she's dominating. So these mental health issues don't come up on the hard court, I guess. And then in her own statement, she said, the media has never done anything or mistreated me or, or, or said anything that I perceived as negative. It can't be both. <laughs> so, so if I ask you, hey, what do you think contributes to your struggles on the clay court? I'm messing up your psyche so much that now you're having a whole, like, I'm sorry, man. Like pe people deal with stuff every day and, and maybe I'm just not empathetic enough. But I'm just like part part of being an athlete is is overcoming self doubt. And if you're having a moment where you're having a struggle with that, that's fine. But don't make this about the media or about you fulfilling your contractual obligation. Because like I said, we love Marshawn Lynch as a, as a people. We love Marshawn Lynch for coming out and just being. I'm just here so I don't get fined. Because because a lot of us really don't like the idea that these athletes have to be in front of these press conferences to answer ridiculous questions sometimes. But at the same time, those press conferences keep the TV contract money up, which keeps you getting paid a whole bunch of money, which means if you really hate doing it, but you want to keep getting paid, just come out here and Marshawn Lynch it. I'm just here so I don't get fined. I mean... I that's, agree. that's that's kind of where I'm at. I understand y'all. You know? I understand y'all. And I think I mean, where I was coming from was I didn't realize that she was for real flexing. I thought that the flexing came from her just leaving because I thought genuinely that she was like, I know I'm going to get fine. I'm going to pay the fine. And if I get sent home, I do. So I'm just, or I'm just going to leave on my own. That's just, to me, that felt like just understanding the, the game entirely and still doing what she was going to do. It was a proactive flex. That's what me and Ruben say. It was a proactive flex because she knew that eventually the tournament was going to be like, because I don't think she thought she was going to get fined. And when she got fined, I don't think she thought the committee was going to also then be like, hey, if you keep doing this, we're going to kick you out. Because she probably had factored the money part anyway. And she was like, yeah, I'll just get fined every time. But when they threw in that second part, okay. which was like, yo, you know, we can kick you out. I feel like she just got ahead of things and was like, you know what? I'm going to try to make public opinion get on my side 
and now you got all these people flexing for her doing those these bs statements about you shouldn't have to do put you know mental health or your interviews over mental health why is the media doing this this ain't got nothing to do with the media this ain't even got nothing to do with these federal these tournaments because these tournaments as they've stated are just like yo we're just trying to keep it even man we can't tell you you can't show you ain't got to show up and then we tell your opponent she got to show up true i get that do you think do you think she thought she was bigger than you know she, she thought she was bigger than the situation i'm not gonna say i thought she was she thought she was bigger than the situation i'm gonna say that there's probably a good chance that she thought she was just gonna get fined and that everybody was kind of going to be sympathetic to like the, her reasoning and that maybe the committee would just find her and would never even think about taking it to the next step. But isn't that interchangeable, though? Isn't that thinking you're bigger, being able to think that way at all? It's, no, 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 no. Th that's to be honest, I would say that is more entitlement, new generation entitlement issues like the younger generation just feels like the rules should change for them because they're them i don't think she thinks she's bigger than anybody else i just think she thought oh they'll find me but that's it like i believe that she thought anybody could do what she was doing and they were just fine okay i i mean honestly and and i'm gonna i'm probably gonna be on the minority on this one but that's fine i think what they did was correct because one they followed the rules and two, it wasn't any type of favoritism happening because had they let it pass and just find her, then somebody might come back and be like, yo, I mean, you let her do it. Then next thing you know, people just paying fines and not talking to the media. And I guess, you know, they were just like, first of all, it ain't that kind of party. You know, you can't, you can't roll up in here and just not do stuff and not expect us to... I don't want to say, you know, challenge you, but just be like, these rules are here for a reason. <laughs> I, I, I think they did the right thing too, because unless I missed it, they didn't publicly come out and say, hey, if you don't show up, we're going to kick you out. They went straight to her. So to me, that was them saying, hey, we are going to enforce the rules. And they just told her. I, I, didn't, yeah. I didn't, unless I missed it, they didn't come out and make some public spectacle by saying, Hey, if you don't show up, we're going to kick you out. I think they probably went to her people and like, look, we understand, but we're going to enforce the rules. And then she got ahead of it. So I don't think the federations were wrong. And I think the other federations just kind of jumped in because they were trying to protect their own interests too. Because, you know, they if, if one of them says it, they kind of all got to enforce it. Yeah. And then basically it's like, if they do it here, what... It makes you think Serena won't do it at the next one. Not that Serena wouldn't do it or whatever, but you just can't give people that kind of leeway. I mean, I think, like me personally, on this matter, I almost feel like, especially, and I mean, you know, Mo B is like, you know, you a hater or whatever, but I feel like the way Kyrie Irving did what he did, I think NBA should learn from this, man, because... You just can't have this. You can't have people go rogue, man. It's, you just can't. Not if it's in their contract saying they got to do this. And I know in NBA, they find the person and they find the team. And, you know, like I think the Nets got fined like a half a million dollars for that dude, which he probably, they just probably took from his check and whatever. But I just feel like, you know, you got to, 
I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna sit here and do things with this rule, and you are vehemently against people breaking this rule, then you need to your rule your your consequences has got to fit what you want. And I'm not saying everybody should be a dictator or whatever. But then again, I mean, if your money is from TV and they expect you to talk, then yeah, thirty five hundred dollars to an NBA player, Jack. I'm going to say it's an apples to oranges situation, and, and I got a couple reasons why. Um, anybody who's trying to compare this to the Kyrie situation, I think, is just reaching. Wow. Because, reaching? Yes. And, okay. and I'll, I'll tell you why. Like, not in a negative way, but what Kyrie did was completely disappear. True. He didn't tell anyone. Didn't tell the team, the media, no one. Like, at least she proactively told them, hey, I'm not doing interviews. And then they, you know, hit her with the response. And, and also, basketball is a team sport. Therefore, you know, you saying, hey, I don't want to do an interview. They got other people they can interview. In tennis, you are the commodity. Like, you're, you're, you're the biz- you are the team. So, essentially, the only way you can compare this is if, like, the entire Nets decided they're not doing press interviews. Like, if everybody on the Nets team was like, yo, we're not doing interviews. Okay, then it's the same thing. Yeah, they but, but just one person disappearing, like I said, and the difference was he left without telling the team anything. Nobody knew where he was. Nobody knew what was going on. Exactly. She at least gave the courtesy of saying she just wasn't going to do it. Like, I, I mean, we still would have we still would have came down hard on Kyrie, but if Kyrie would have just been like, yo, I ain't going to be here for a week and a half. At least we'd have known he ain't going to be here for a week and a half. True true now I, the only thing i will say we can move on from this topic is probably uh yo venus williams had like the greatest like response to this because they asked her about it and she was pretty much like you know quote for me personally how i deal with it was that i know every single person asked me a question can't play as well as i can and never will unquote yo oh i'm sorry quote so no matter what you say or what you write, you'll never light a candle to me. So that's how I deal with it. But each person deals with it differently. And you know what? I ain't really mad at her because she telling the truth. She's Pretty, also different. Also different generation, man. Yeah, I mean she's a different person and whatnot. And it's just I'm like not, I'm just strictly saying different generation. She she's she predates the um, participation trophy. Uh, that's pre predates participation trophy. If you if you are over thirty, you predate participation trophies. <laughs> Not wrong. I hate participation trophies, dog. <laughs> Man, I, I I think participation trophies have killed our society. Like I can go back to a whole bunch of societal issues that I think stem directly from participation trophies, but that's another story. That's yeah. a, that's another that's a whole show entirely for me. Yeah. Yeah, and so Dre from VA is like, she could have pulled a Federer. She listened to her body. I mean, she could have. She could have. She could have came out there and just been like, "Hey, I'm injured. I'm withdrawn." She could have been like, "Effing Nobody would ask. No, no. If you said that, people would ask questions. If you say you hurt. Say you got a leg injury. Nobody asks any questions. You out. Yeah. Um, and Ruben is in the minority. Yes, I'm always in the minority. And that's no, you okay. That's why I was kind of. Uh, it was odd when you said that. How are you in the minority? Well, as far as the way I feel about how it should be handled in the NBA, 
Yeah, I mean, oh, I think, that. Okay, yeah, I, think, I, okay. I, think, I thought we were still talking about Sanders. Okay. I'm, okay. I'm a little strong handed sometimes. With you just hate stuff. Kyrie, and that's okay. I mean, I mean that's I mean, it. I mean, I get it. <laughs> you, I feel you, like he's disrespectful. I mean, I get it. Like, I'm saying it's just, you know, two different subjects, man. Yeah. So, while we're in sports, we're going to shift to the news that happened on Thursday, I believe, in Boston. So, all right, your coach is average at best. Your basketball, your president of basketball operations has been doing some work. However, recently he's made some questionable statements. That would be Danny Age. Because, you know, he made the statement basically saying that, you know, in his 26 years there, he's never seen any racist, racist stuff happen at the Garden. What? And I was like, exactly, exactly. <laughs> like, he, he, put that, he put that on wax because he's an idiot. So... So does he want to call up Bill Russell and say that again? I mean, call call up (laughs) Robert Parrish. I mean, for God's sake. So, so he resigns as basketball president of basketball operations. They move up the coach to the president of basketball operations, and now they don't have a coach, which probably isn't a bad thing. Hopefully, they'll pick up somebody, and. I don't remember anybody doing interviews for anything. Like, oh, we just gonna move people up. Oh, oh I mean, that's this, how we. This that's how we do basketball. So, I mean, I guess the reason why I want to talk about that briefly is, I mean, I'm pretty sure there could have been a whole bunch of other people that could have been thought of for that position. Yet, I don't think the coach, the former coach of the Celtics, Brad Stevens, has. It, at least as far as I know, has not shown any type of, hey, I can do basketball operations. Like to anybody. Unless he showed it to, to them. And his team was like, you know, we love you and all that crap. But I'm just like, really? That's what we're doing? We just move people up? We didn't even try to fake it. But they don't have to. So, I mean, clearly... I guess they don't have to. And, and for them, but, I think it's a good hire. I think it's a, it's a good shuffling of things because Brad Stevens fits, fits their image. And he's smart enough not to say what Danny Ainge said. That is probably true. He would never what say What do you that. think, Moby? I mean, man, I, I, I hate when you put me in a position to be that guy. Look, he's white. Well, that's what I already said. He's white. He fits their image. I just didn't say it as bluntly as you. Yeah, he, he's white. I mean, there's two reasons. It might not just be that he's white. They also owe him a lot of money as a coach still. So if you just fire him completely, you got to pay this man this money for nothing. For nothing. Yeah. Which if I you, think if, that was going to happen. If, if you move him up, you, you're still paying him anyway. And now you can hire another coach, which is what they want to get to anyway. But I mean, really, this is just like, this is white. The benefit of being white. I don't even. So, is it the benefit of being white? I just think it's two sides to this. I think you know, it's a combination. It's the benefit of being white, Boston, and white. That that's complete. It's, it's, it's that three is complete. things. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's white, Boston, white. And that's why I said my. That was why I said my response was he fits their image because yeah. they're all the GMs and all the basketball operation guys out there that they could have had, and they chose that had experience. Right. Well. I'm just letting you know, man. Boston will I mean, always when they hired be Boston. Stevens as, when they hired Brad Stevens as a coach, he had coached at a mid-major college, and that was it. When you got people 
former NBA players who've been assistant coaches for decades. Man, Sam Cassell, I feel like been an assistant coach since I've been an adult. Like this man been Patrick Ewan was assistant coach since I've been an adult. Like there are a whole bunch of like black assistant coaches who just stay assistant coaches. However, if you got the complexion for protection, aka you white, you get all the benefit in the world. Danny Ainge gonna get a job. Danny Ainge get a job with Utah Jazz tomorrow. All he gotta do is call them. Like, yo, I wanna come work for the Jazz. And they'll be like, cool, you 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 fit. We'll get rid of this other guy. Exactly. I mean, he might as well. Like, Danny Ainge has been a part. Either he needs to go be a part of the Utah Jazz or the Dallas Mavericks. Because everywhere Danny Ainge goes, he has the whitest roster in the NBA. He was with Phoenix like a couple a decade or two ago. He had the whitest roster in the NBA. He goes to Boston. They they stay with some white dudes on the bench. Matter of fact, Danny Ainge probably has been a little bit too progressive because ain't that many white dudes on the Celtics right now. Oh, I'm just wrong. saying. Not wrong. They, they ain't a lot of white dudes. Like, look, Scalabrini was on the bench forever as Boston just because he was a white dude that can shoot. He's a hero in Boston. <laughs> Is he wrong? Scalabrini. <laughs> He's not wrong, just, man. I'm not saying he wrong. I just say it's funny he brought up Scalabrini. Look, Danny Ainge might show up in the Dallas Mavericks organization. I mean, tomorrow. I mean, they got enough white guys. I don't think so. I don't think Cuba's down like that, though. I mean, you can say that. At least a lot of white dudes up there. Now, look, he hides it well by getting international white dudes. You know what I'm saying? He's like, he's like, they're not white. They from Italy. Or they, they white. Oh, you know, Dallas Mavericks were playing the other day, and there were four white guys on the court at the same time all playing for the same team i didn't think i would ever see that shit again <laughs> <laughs> it, it was boban cleaver and luca and hardaway jr i was like dog you are you are the jackie robinson of your team right now in the blackest sports league in the in america y'all managed to have four white dudes like I feel like Mark Cuban should win an award for that. Like, how did you get this many white guys to be on the floor at the same time? And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying that they and should. Three of them are international. Well, like I said, that's well, the said cover. That. That's the new cover right now. That's the new cover. Wow. And I ain't mad at them. I'm not saying that they're only in the league because they white. No, I'm not discrediting them at all. I'm just saying that looks really weird now when you think about how the NBA looks overall. You like. One of these things is not like the other. You know how bad it had to be <laughs> in that game when they had all those people and Boban in the game? Like, because Boban is fairly terrible. I mean, really, let's just be honest about it. Bo Boban's not good. Man, he's seven foot five, man. You ain't I mean, got so Sean Bradley was seven six and he was terrible. Hey, man, I mean, he's, like, he's like fifth all times in blocks, man. Like, I mean, yeah, I guess, I guess you got something there. But um, <laughs> so what does this have to do with the Duke part of it, though? Well, hold on, we're getting there. Okay. But here's the thing. Now here's a big question. What are the chances? Give me a percentage number, one to a hundred. The chances that they hire a black head coach in Boston? Ninety percent. And because they hearing all this stuff, <laughs> everybody talking about how Boston is all white, so they're gonna do. Like they're gonna do 
the unthinkable, and they're gonna hire the palest black coach they possibly can find, Jason Kidd, because they're gonna hope some of the people in Boston might not notice he's black. Oh, they'll Stop notice. It. They'll notice. I, I, I know, but I, they're gonna hope. Nah, they're gonna be like, no, nah. eh, maybe he can get away with it. Too Boston has, based on the idea that they're Boston. I can't really be mad at Boston with this particular thing because they had Casey Jones and they had Doc Rivers. Okay. And they won championships with those I dudes. mean, Bill, Bill Russell was a player coach. Uh, he was bad. Yeah, but you would think that he they there would stick to, with and that. It was Boston, like. But you think they would stick with that trend? No. I mean, no, because like you said about... <laughs> If they get a white dude and it could be awful, as long as he's on the roster, he's a hero. That is never going away. Yeah, all I'm saying is I can't be mad at them all the time because they yeah, do, I ain't mad at them. And they and they, they do get black people because and, and they win championships with these people. Yeah, I, with you the, have with to point coaches. that out. All I'm saying is you have to point that out. You have if we're gonna talk like this, we have to say the two times, or actually three times, three and a half. I mean two and a half. Uh-huh that they actually went out purposely and got these people because they thought they would be the best coach. Actually, and Red Arbach for Casey Jones, he was he was his biggest proponent. It's like, we need to get this dude. So, well, you have to mention that. So, but I understand that. So knowing that, and I'm, I'm just gonna put it on front street. So we have a black head coach, we win a championship. Mm -hmm. So we hire Brad Stevens. <laughs> I didn't say they weren't being Boston. All I'm telling you is just, they've had I'm moments. Just saying, man. They've had moments. I'm just saying the writing's on the wall. Look, Brad Stevens ain't Danny Ainge though. Like we already know Danny Ainge game. Like if, if Danny Ainge can find a white dude for the job, he gonna find that white dude. For I the understand job. that. Brad Stevens different. Like Brad Stevens is, and plus Brad Stevens knows we all know he ain't got no basketball operations experience. So he's just going to probably hire whoever he thinks is going to be the best coach. And really, if they're smart, they're probably just going to go to Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown and be like, hey, man, who you guys want? That's what they need to do. <laughs> who you I guys mean, want? Well, maybe. Like, they need to be on the interview committee. Lots of lots of teams would be smart to do that, and they don't do it. So I'm not holding my breath on that. I mean. Yeah, we talked about Boston way too much. I know. So how does this, how does this refer to Duke? Now, as you know, as everybody either knows or they don't, AG is a huge Duke fan. I am. Once again, Coach K is leaving. Yes, he is. At least North Carolina pretended like they had interview process. They just said, hey, John Shine's coach. We leave. I mean, it, okay. it, at least Hubert Davis had to at least get an interview <laughs> with other people. And, it, and, it, and it, other it, people get interviews. I mean, I mean I'm saying what, what's your point? Like, why do you why do you are you so big on this interview process? If you're if you're a school and you feel like you have somebody in-house who's ready for the job, why do you need to put on a show? So I guess so are so is a is a fair statement that North Carolina didn't think Hubert Davis was good ready for the job. I mean different different programs. Just different programs. And I'm I'm a venture to say that Coach K probably had more pull than Roy Williams. Venture to say that, yeah, because Roy Williams is like the second most well-known coach of UNC. Well, yeah, you know what I'm saying. So Coach K is Duke. So if Coach K was like, "Nah, this dude is the man," they're gonna be like, "All right, well, I mean, he the man then." Yeah, and yes, Duke is a private university, so I, I do understand that they don't necessarily have to hire 
they don't have to interview outside, blah, blah, blah. I, I get that. I'm just talking about aesthetics. That's what I'm talking about. The NFL got the Rooney rule, and we think that's trash because they just out here parading whatever black dude want to interview or whatever brown minority person wants to interview just so they can hire the person they want to hire. That's true. Well, I don't I don't really agree with having the Duke conversation with the Boston conversation to start with. I think it's stupid. I mean, it's the same thing, though. Basically, no, it's I not. Mean, it's not. I think it's, you're it's the only. Per- I think you're the person that thinks that. I, I'm. I'm gonna disagree with that. I don't think it's the same thing either. Because okay. let me let me say what I'm gonna say about it, and I'll and All I'll right. start. I'll the Duke fans gonna start with North Carolina. In that program, Hubert Davis was at the top of the assistant coach chain to start with, and okay. you don't get to the top of their assistant coach chain without being somebody. However, Roy Williams is Roy Williams. And no one was going to be the coach of North Carolina until, uh, except Roy Williams until Roy Williams decided he didn't want to coach anymore, which he did. It's called heir apparent. Everybody, the- everybody knew. Everybody knew it was going to happen. There is no, if he had an interview, it was perfunctory. It was like, dude, we just gonna say some stuff. We gonna have some sandwiches or whatever behind closed doors. We're gonna call it an interview because we all know what time it is. But the difference is North Carolina interviewed other people. It didn't matter. Well. They they did what they wanted to do for whatever reasons they had to do it. We all knew who's gonna get a job. And the same thing at Duke. Gotcha. Because if you're a Duke fan, you already know. You already know. And there was only one other person. That was going to ever get that job and we knew that 20 years ago but we didn't know if he was going to be available when coach k was going to retire because it was 20 years ago and Ooh, the other be- thing it, wait a minute and the other thing was he left the college to be in a head coach somewhere else so there's an availability thing there's even whether he even really wanted the job after 20 years we don't know that and that was johnny dawkins uh, yeah, Johnny yeah, Dawkins. Johnny, Johnny Dawkins. Johnny Dawkins fell on hard times after Stanford. Well, I'm just saying that when he was top of the food chain in the in the uh, assistant coach uh, food chain at, at Duke, he was the heir apparent. But Coach K at the time was so young, it would have been a, a really long process. And so when Stanford came along, he gave his blessing. He left. But even mm-hmm. when he left, it was like. When Coach K retires, which, you know, who knows when that was going to be at the time, Johnny Dawkins is the man. Everybody, not everybody, everybody knew that. So what changed? And again, like I just told you, we don't know what availability is. We don't know how he feels 20 years later. We don't know that. But John Shire not being a good hire at Duke? You must be tripping. I mean, where's Bobby Hurley and all this? Bobby Hurley is coaching elsewhere. I say you got a job. So, yeah, but you you act like people won't leave their jobs. Oh my God, yeah, dude! Yeah, but not, but you also got to understand that some dudes like a, a Bobby Hurley, who's established himself as a head coach somewhere else, may not want to go follow Coach K. I told you, we don't know like, what these you, dudes. You are might thinking. not want to go follow Coach K. Right? They they might have called him, and he might have been like, "Nah, I'm not trying to be behind Coach K." I'm telling you, man, this is this makes all the sense in the world. That dude was at the front. He was sitting beside Coach K for a minute. Gotcha. So, so what? What kind of leash does he have? Your opinion? What kind of leash? Yeah. 
two seasons, three seasons, ten seasons. Okay, well, I don't know that. But all I do know, as long as Coach is on the phone talking about just be as patient with him as you were with me, then we ain't going to have no problem. Because I remember Coach K sucking ass. And if it weren't for the AD, we wouldn't even be having this conversation. But they let that dude lose for three seasons, and he lost until he didn't. So I'm just letting you know. He's John Shire's got the same lifeline that Coach K had with his AD. And like like Moby said, I don't care if Coach never steps foot on Duke's campus again. He is Duke University as far as basketball goes. I mean, he's the reason. He's a lot of the reason why that place has a five billion dollar da- um, endowment. Duke was a small oh, yeah. school. Duke was a small private school, and then they started winning. Because that's the only thing they're good at to start with athletically, for real. That lacrosse and soccer. So I'm just letting you know. I'm telling you, man, this is this is the wrong conversation to have comparing them to Boston. No. Different situation. Just man, like the UNC. About, different we situation. We talked about sports for a long time, man. I think this might be the most we've ever talked about sports up here. I, well, mean, I mean, you know, sports was <laughs> sports a little important. So what we're going to do, we're going to shift from sports. And we have a new segment called Question of the Night. And I'm excited for the first question of the night because I already know emotions are about to flare in so many different ways. I read this. I read this early in the week, and I was like, "F me." <laughs> I, I, so, I, oh my! I remember being in the theater watching that bullshit. The first one was good. <laughs> the first we, one was good. We, hey, let's get to the question. Let's get to the question. You know what? No, my my bad. My bad. I did not let our host. <laughs> Run the show. I done took the show over twice. My bad. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Ruben. This is your show. I just got a little bit emotional. My bad. Go ahead. I'm not going to lie, man. I did not expect you to have this emotional output right now. Okay. Because, like, I feel like me, you, and Mobile the same page with this. And once we explain it, you know, it's going to happen. So, the question tonight is, everybody remembers the Tyler Perry's why did I get married series? Why did I get married one and married? Why did I get married two? T-O-O. Why did this movie series, why do we think this movie series is possibly detrimental to the black community? And I said it just like that. Detrimental to the black community. If you have not seen either one of these movies, the why did I get married, and you are of a male person, don't see it you're going to be so pissed off but if you have seen it then you understand what's about to happen what's going on KB Yako and E-Money right on time right on time because this is about to get real up in the in, in the house yo before we so, get started though I want to say what's, what's E-Money cooking on the grill what does he usually cook on the grill Ma? I mean anything man I'm trying to figure out what he was cooking too and I ain't get no invite nothing I mean <laughs> he knew you was busy <laughs> <laughs> all right man go and ahead Yako says i hear you should skip the second one if i had my way i probably would have skipped both because of the emotions that are about to come out but i feel like the excitement here is i didn't think ag would ag could control himself i'm gonna so, i knew ag was gonna react like this but i'm interested to hear his views on it now 
Yeah, oh, ribs, ribs and bourbon chicken. Oh, nice, nice. What's ribs. up with the hookup, E-Money? That's messed up. He we knew, can be eating ribs and bourbon chicken together on the was, show. Hey, he knew y'all was busy. That's what Man, that was. That's messed up, E-Money. Is it messed up? Is it? It is. <laughs> it is. Because I ain't getting there. I ain't getting there. But, all right, AG. So, so I guess what we... Nope, nope. Just go ahead, AG. No, go, go, what were you saying? Because you might set me up to say some other things, too. What were you going to say? So, the, the question was, why was this movie series detrimental to the black community? Um, or I don't, do you even agree with that statement? No, I don't know. I don't know if it, it was detrimental to the black community. And personally, when I really think about the question as asked, I feel like it was a good thing for the black community because you have black people creating black people acting in black people producing and black people are making distribution deals and from that and from that perspective it's like i think that the cosby show is not problematic because of what i just said i'm not gonna let bill cosby's behavior make the cosby show not dope as hell in so many different at so many different levels now how i feel personally as a consumer of this product it's some old bullshit <laughs> because and, and and it's only one sequence that really bothered me through this whole thing and it didn't happen just until one this, yes yes it, it's only one it's Ooh. only one because i'm interested to see if we on the same page yeah we I might be we you might be i mean i got multiple and i know Moby you, got multiple this, but if you but if you hit the main one we good Okay, well, first of all, it's it's now that I'm really thinking about where it starts, it's like she engineered and this she meaning Janet Jackson's character. Um, she has engineered a divorce. The dude has done everything that he can to save his marriage because no one knows what in the world has happened anyway, including the characters. No one knows. All of a sudden, she gets up there and makes this announcement at the most romantic moment of all of their lives. Which one? Which movie was this? Please. This was the, the second, second one. Because, like I said, because they announced to their friends that they was getting. I mean, I, I, well, she she announced, and he kind of was like, "Yeah, right." She <laughs> she is running this whole thing, okay? Now, and apparently. And I, I've been listening to Still Processing, and I I am feeling my maleness dwindle in worth more so than it usually does. But sometimes women ain't shit. So you are engineering a divorce unilaterally. This dude is trying to save his marriage by any means, any reasonable means necessary you have mental issues that the, the, the divorce the person that you are inflicting this pain on is now helping you get through your mental illness as far as I'm concerned at that point that's a fucking you problem and the F-bombs <laughs> I'm so sorry <laughs> I'm so sorry Aunt, Aunt Shirley first of all Aunt Shirley in any family that I have grown up with and known me all my life, I am so sorry. No, you're not. No, I am because this this that movie brings some things out of me that's just like, oh my god. 
So anyway, he is helping her through all of this. <laughs> okay. She gets her stuff together, whatever it is. He hasn't done anything to her. He shows up at their business for what is supposed to be a surprise party because it's his fucking birthday. And <laughs> was it, I don't remember. Was it actually his birthday? It was because something I, for him. No, I don't think it was. I think she just came up there and acted like because when she was like, it's his birthday, everybody in the office was like, and he was like, what? He knew, okay. he knew, he knew it was going to be some BS. She just masked it like it was his birthday. Right. That's right. That's right. And so, ah, this flaming. Let me back that up. Please, please. I got two of them in my room, man. I got these two bitches in the room, and I'm talking about my two female dogs, literally, Juju and Brownie. I'm assuming that's one of the words you wanted to go with. So this call it Juju or Brownie. If we say Juju or Brownie, we are basically getting around saying, uh, calling a woman out of her name. So this flaming hot Brownie. No, actually, <laughs> it wasn't even that because... Well, I said it for you. Yeah, I appreciate it. <laughs> because it's not, it's like, you the I remember, and see, it's so vague to me now because I was so heated when I was in the film, watching the film. But this dude jumps out this cake, and I'm like, wow. Quote of the movie, since you want to act like a bitch. That's like what a, she said. Like a brownie. <laughs> and thank you for saying that because that was what it was for me. That's where I just lost it because this is this is what I'm saying. Everything that he had done was to love her and to preserve their marriage. At some point, he accepted the fact that this is not going to work. And then she made him a punk for doing the right thing or at least doing something that was admirable, even if it wasn't going to work. This dude gets so upset, he gets in his car, jets out of the parking lot, gets T-boned by another car or truck, dead. All because of what she chose to do, which was wrong on every level. And then, that's not the coup de grace. This oh, is... Yeah. This, this is the part that really was like, get me the F out of here because this is the dumbest shit I've ever seen. Okay, so we, 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 we all felt the same part. You destroy a man at every level, physical, emotional, and mental. Gone. He's not of this earth anymore and died in one of the most violent ways that you can die other than fire and drowning. And then you are rewarded for another stud to be like all about you and nothing you against what it is, man. nothing against the rock yeah. but how can you reward that kind of behavior now I know I'm a cis man I get that and I ain't shit I get that too but at some point y'all foul and hey, for Tyler hey, Perry to write that foolishness I'm questioning you right now. And I have since then. And you ain't put out nothing good since then either, fool. You ain't. I'm glad you're doing what you're doing. I really am. Because you are top to bottom controlling your own destiny. But when you did that, I was I never looked at you the same ever again. 
because you rewarded somebody for completely undressing and dismantling someone and you rewarded that dude i don't care what kind of daddy issues you got that was cold-blooded i never got over it and i never watched that film again so that is my take on it. And it's a good thing for the black community because of how it came about. But for men, no, no. For black men in particular, no. That was some busted ass shit right there. I will never, ever, ever find a way to reconcile and conflate that whole thing, ever. It was foul. Now, if that was the... If that was what you wanted to get out of me as a dude watching this, as a cis heterosexual man watching this, then you succeeded. But I will never look at you or any product you have the same again, ever. And then you put out Boo 1 and 2. So, yeah, I don't even like you. They came up with a second one? Oh, my God. I didn't know that. So, okay, before we move the Moby, the, the, ah, so many comments. So, Dre, yes. I mean, AG made sure that we got that not safe for work label on the show. For real. I've never heard him use as many curse words in any one sitting ever. I, you know life. what, man? I just, I'm sorry. Not even in, in public. Not even you know, like in front of him. But, but, but Ruben. Yeah. I felt that shit. Oh, I felt that. <laughs> I felt it too. <laughs> um, and again, I want to apologize to our audience if you have tender ears. Um, as Man, my, my wife if they watch if they listen as on them i realize that but if it's, you've been listening if you've been listening to this show consistently you can't have tender ears like, I, I mean <laughs> i mean i realize that but like 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 ruben said it's like i can see it when he shake his head it's like oh my god what have i done but oh certain, no i was shaking my are, head because you dropped like three f-bombs i, 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 kn- I know but i'm just like i said i there, think you just took the lead when i read this question i was like Oh my goodness, they did not just do this to me. Because I knew I only feel one thing. Hey, I mean, it. it... So, again, I apologize for y'all. I mean, to the listening audience. Um, But this movie is foul in a lot of ways for that particular thing. There were other things going on in the film, obviously. Oh, yeah. But they, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, he he kind of helped me out liking him a little bit when um, my man slapped the hell out of uh, Shania Latham in uh, the the family that prays because she earned that. I mean, because you ain't gonna talk, you gonna talk mad noise to a dude after you cheated on him, had a baby with another man, put the baby off his heads, and then gonna talk noise again. Oh my Lord Jesus! Now well, again, I, violence against women is never a good thing, but you have to know where the line is. And apparently, she thought there was no line. That's why her mama didn't jump in and say, "Get out of my store." She just looked and said, mm, "Y'all see that?" So, <laughs> so that was so a great piece of writing. So that kind of evens it out a little bit. But I promise you, in the moment, that was I was not feeling Tyler Perry no more. So you get a lot of you get a lot of hey. You know, hey man, Moco Cowboy says earn that explicit label, and AG <laughs> did today. Um, KB Yakko's like, yep, they straight up job Malik Yoba. Man, Gotta, he was such a good dude in that whole series too, man. <laughs> Go to lay on that couch. <laughs> Dre is like AG working on a spinoff, the F rent. 
Uh-huh. E-Money said, man, you good? Oh, man. And um, Dre said he got a former student who's writing the episode of House of Pain coming out this fall. Sweet. Shout out to that dude. Um, and that's why I love Tyler Perry. Until and, I see that movie. I will agree with KB Yakko. That Temptation movie, for me, I felt like that was the comeuppance. He was like, yo, I messed you, I messed, I messed up here, but I got it right on that one. Cause he got it right on that Temptations movie. That Temptation movie. Is that is that uh, the one who was in that? Was that the one with, with uh, Beyonce? Julie Smollett? No. With jo- uh the girl who was in Roadhouse. Oh yeah. Oh, that was good. That was really good. Yeah. She got her come up and she it's yeah. almost like he made up for it on that movie. You can't make up for it, but yes, that was a good thing. He tried. He, he tried. Did. He did. Moby man, what's up, brother? I mean, I know you got some. He picking his fingernails, time off. He just oh, waiting for wait. his time. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, I, I I vehemently disagree with a few things that AG said. Go for one, it. One, AG, I'm gonna put this. Tyler Perry is a genius. Okay. And because he's a genius, you just gotta understand that he ain't writing shit for you. I get that. Like he knows his audience. I can't. I'm never mad at any character. Like I've known from Jump Street, I'm not his target audience. His target audience doesn't have a penis, or if they do, they generally like being with other people with penises. That's his target audience. Truth. Because he knows that if you're with these people. You got to go see that shit, too. You didn't want to go see that movie. I did. I wanted this because the oh, first one was see, so I'm good. So, first of all, I'm sorry. Because I, I I never want to see a Tyler Perry movie. Never. <laughs> never. Why not? I mean, not, lately I can say why not. But I mean, before. No, no, no. Not, not because they're always bad. Just because I know they're not for me. And I'm going to always see a whole bunch of characters that I just think are completely unrealistic and really just strip the masculinity out of any man. Like, I feel like there's all, in every movie he has, there's one character where you're just like, yo, you are slowly killing black male masculinity one character at a time. You're right, and I do agree. And this movie was no different. Like, you you got it right. The part, the part of the second movie that I hate the most is the fact that Janet Jackson gets rewarded for being a brownie. But it goes deeper than that for me. It goes deeper than that. <laughs> brownie. So, so I'm sorry, Juju. I I, I could have called him a Juju. So, I, <laughs> so, so, all right. So in the first movie, let's we we can't talk about the second movie without talking about her character in the first movie. In the first movie, she's having mental breakdowns, lashing out at him, and she's the one that didn't put the seatbelt on the baby in the car seat, killing their kid. Right. And it, in the midst of all that still married so then in the second one when she announces that they're getting divorced apparently they're both cool with it she's cool until he says oh no 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 you know half that money you made on that book i want that too and then then it turns into that's my money now any lady who might be listening to it and i've been called a sexist before i'm about to get called that again so let's flip this scenario upside down how many times do women say 
I get half of that shit because I was there supporting you while you were doing that. Yeah. He made all the same arguments. When you was writing that book, you were bouncing ideas off me at night. I supported you in that book. Half that money is mine too. Because that's what made her mad. It won't the divorce part. It was the fact that he wanted half the money for the book that she wrote about their effing relationship. Right. I get that. I mean, but the, the divorce was already in in the pipeline. But like I said, she, everybody was cool with the divorce until he made that statement. Because he was, she was, he was like, "Oh, everything looks good except for the fact that um, you seem to be missing a chunk of money." And she was like, "Oh, that was my book. I wrote that. No, 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 baby. Like, that's I, half. I, I was there. I was kind of willing to just the half part. I just like." Mm. Now so you then, now you bring up stuff and I'm even more mad again. Okay. Yeah. So, so, so no, the part that infuriated mm. me the most in the movie is not her character. And this is going to throw y'all off. The people that made me the most upset was every other guy in the movie. At the hospital, when they're all in the waiting room and she's putting their hands together talking about fix it, fix it. No, bitch. Why are you here? Because you are responsible for our friend being here right now. I'm going to need you to not talk to me if you don't want to catch these hands. Like, the only reason you are here is because you called us. But, like, them dudes are supposed to be boys, right? I'm they a, are. Like, Ruben, yep. Ruben if, if you was with somebody, AG, if, if your wife did all the stuff that Janet did on the precursor of this and then is in a hospital telling me to fix my relationship, no, I'm going to need her to shut up while I fix her teeth. Like, no. Not wrong. F that. Not wrong. So, that's the part that infuriated me. It's like, yo, so we just all cool with this like we we good we good here like we your boy is in i see you right now because of this juju and you you are like yeah it's gonna be okay it's no no i'm gonna need you to be on that side of the waiting room like somewhere over there in the other like, out, like, like outside yeah so so yeah that that's the part that made me mad all the time I'm just like how, how are the boys so cool about this like i'm i'm think i'm gonna have a problem ever talking to her again because because not only did you kill him yeah you, you also killed our guy child too because i still remember it was you <laughs> everything's problematic here everything's problematic and it's it sucks because it steals away from so many other good plot lines that were going on in the movie between both of them like all the other relationships were like really interesting and really show good you know dichotomies like you know tyler perry is getting cheated on and you know that's weird because it's told from a a, a female friendly ver you know too because like she's not cheating on him but she's really progressing to the steps yeah. and and you know the the audience cheers as he's supportive husband who's like hey um yeah baby you know i know i know your heartbeat you know what i'm saying like everybody's like oh he loves her where if we flip this around we'd be like nah bitch you need to leave him leave him <laughs> he's not juju anymore <laughs> oh no 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 you had to be the whole see now, Brian, i'm not I, I said the name but i wasn't really calling you my, my dog my, my dog is confused now <laughs> i mean so yeah those first two movies like i mean my thing was 
I don't know what, so like with the character that Jill Scott had, yo man, what else did that dude have to do to, to just get, I felt like she was just like, oh, oh, he just, what is he? He was like security, oh, he ain't shit. And I was like, no, it, it, it wasn't that because, and see, I think you interpreted that wrong because in the first movie, he was, he had to build Jill back up. So yeah. in, the sec- in the second movie, she was trying to do in return what he did for her. But in the process of doing it, she was doing it in a way that kind of stripped him of his masculinity. Yeah, you can't but, really but, do that. But she wasn't doing it maliciously. You know what I'm saying? So I thought that was an interesting character because it was like, she wasn't trying to do it maliciously. She just was doing it just because, you know, she didn't understand. She didn't understand how that was making him feel in that. So, like, I didn't have a problem with that. I thought that was interesting. It showed it showed that dichotomy, that, that it showed that back and forth between them. So, like, I thought their couple, their characters were cool. Well, and I mean, as far as the part where this movie affects the Black community, I think it sends bad statements by far. I mean, because, you know, in that in that two movie series, I mean, Janet Jackson was just like, um, what's his name? Ah, uh, ah, uh, why can't I think of his name right now? Morris Chestnut, man. She she was winning. Like, she won both oh, movies. Oh, 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 oh. She was winning in both movies. I'm not going to let you do this, man. And the reason I'm not going to let you do this is you can say Morris Chestnut be winning, but Morris Chestnut be a good character in everyone. She want a good person. That's not, <laughs> but I'm not telling her. No, about but the no, but no. So I'm just saying you can't, you can't compare it because more you might say Morris Chestnut winning, but like they at least make Morris Chestnut's characters in a position or a character that you would like to see win. Like I want to see that guy win. Well, and that's the crazy I part. I, I didn't want to see her win. Well, but, that, <laughs> but it doesn't matter. But see, that's the whole thing. It doesn't matter what your character was like in the grand scheme of things. He was winning, and for those two movies, she won. Rick, she got everything she wanted. You can't compare it because she didn't do. Actually, no. I'm glad you did it because that is my point. That is why this is detrimental, and this is detrimental yeah, exactly. to this is detrimental to to relationships and just the way men and women are raised. Period. Because I feel personal opinion. Y'all gonna call me a sexist? Call me a sexist. That's cool. Um women especially black women are are being taught when well, I, I shouldn't say being taught are constantly hearing from the world that you are born into being a queen i have no problem with that i have two girls right now i'm hey you however men are not taught that men are taught you have to work to be a king women are learning the lesson that we're born into being a queen therefore i deserve a prince or a king to come in and 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 take all of my baggage all of my shit this is it i deserve a king as a black male we're taught you have to work for your kingdom you you have to give something out that's king worthy for you to be accepted as a king so you're right morris chestnut characters have to be written the way they're written because that's the only way you could justify him winning. And Janet's character didn't have to do shit but be black and be a woman. And she gets the rock at the end. Like, that's, hey, basically the message is, no matter what, baby, you're a queen. And you always going to be at the number one spot. Whether you're a horrible tyrant juju 
still a queen. Still a queen. Juju. <laughs> I mean, but that's that's what that's what that what that's what those movies said to the public. And I am to the point where it's like I feel like that that has become for some people who don't understand the difference between fact and fiction and real life and not, you know, they see that movie and next thing you know, oh, that's what I deserve, blah, blah, blah. I mean, because you still got the fools out there from Way to Excel. Oh, when she when she um, burned up all his clothes in his car, I mean, you got fools who went and did that because they saw the Way to Excel. They thought it was a great way to get back. Hey, that's against the law, idiot. And she spent like 20, she spent like 20 years in jail. I mean, but it's just like, here's the, here's the thing is like, the problem is as, as a people, we are not separating fact from fiction. Well, some people aren't separating fact from fiction to the point where it is not, it, it, it could become problematic. Because when it's all become, said and done, it can become problematic. Well, it is problematic. Right? <laughs> so, I mean, because regardless of the fact, all these movies are movies. All right. Wait, Coming to America is a movie. You know, Wayne Dexale is a movie. You know, Why Did I Get Married 1 and 2 are movies. But if you try to take that and put that to your real life work, then you're going to fail because as a in a movie, you can determine your the outcome is predetermined by whoever wrote it. Whereas in real life, some people leave their outcomes predetermined. Some people are just like, it is what it is. But why put yourself in a position where you could just completely fail? I mean, okay, okay. Um man. And it does and Moco Cowboy, you're right, it does set unrealistic expectations. I mean yeah, but okay, here it's not that it's set unrealistic expectations on purpose. And it, honestly, um sometimes if your product is bad but it's still being consumed, you get tricked into thinking that it's a good product. And and let me explain. I feel like women, especially black women, don't have good characters on movies and in TV and and I go why why don't we why don't we have characters and interpretations that like I'm proud for my daughter to watch however they don't want that because the most popular black women characters of the last we'll go decade um Gabrielle Union and being Mary Jane oh my god that is one of the worst people ever like that character this. is one of the worst people you have, and that mentioned, show you have mentioned this before you have mentioned this before uh, i gotta watch the, the, this the, the, oh the that chick, show is hot garbage man um the, the chick from scandal what is her name carrie washington yeah that character is awful like she's she's awful but you can't you're but, not allowed to say that man because it's like she runs around yelling at people doing shady stuff Sleeping with the president? Oh my god! No, no. See, I'm not. No, see, I'm not. No, but see, you you know, I'm gonna say you brought the sexuality, and I didn't, because I don't got no problem with that. My thing is, she's a terrible human being. She rigged an election. She has no problem. She's she's she does all the self-preservation things. She's shady. 
I mean, like she turned on her own friends. Like the character, yeah, she's not as, nice a, as a person is a bad. But but the black women community embodied her as a bo- a boss brownie. Since I can't say it, a boss brownie. Like oh, she's a boss. She's a boss. It's like okay, do you want characters that represent you as queens or bosses? But they're interchangeable. Yes, I know, which goes back to the whole unrealistic expectation. But they are real because you're allowed to act that way. Again, man, I listen. Yes, yes you are. You are. However, it does it, it's it's the problem. Like the problem is not the product. The problem actually is the consumer. And and yes, maybe that makes me the sexist, but yes, women, you women who love these type of characters, you're the problem. Dude, we live in a world where <laughs> A woman gets mad and you're not allowed to say that's kind of called that you all you can say is i'm sorry how she gets mad why she gets mad immaterial she's allowed to just you know like i said undress you for no apparent reason and she is a boss for doing that you're not allowed to say a woman is not being cool because the place where we come from anytime a woman got mad she wasn't being cool Hey, let me tell you the, the what my household rules because it goes right into what you're saying because, you know, women have that freedom. King runs the kingdom. Queen runs the king. Truth. <laughs> but like I always say, understand, understand when you're right goes wrong. And if you don't know the line, maybe I'm not allowed to say it, but we all know what I'm thinking. Because every time a woman gets mad is not her being, you know, you know, creating freedom an agency sometimes you're just cold-blooded and a lot of women like to see other women being mean to men and it's a very popular thing to see and so okay i mean i mean think about how a male would have been perceived in janet jackson's character so went over to the house and smashed up all the stuff mm-hmm. it would have been the most hated movie ever no 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 he'd have been in jail because he would have been perceived as abusive right i told you before even, on the show Ruben, even if he didn't hit her it he'd have been abusive i told you before on the show ruben there's only one gender in a heterosexual sense there's only one gender that's able to perpetuate violence yell scream or be abusive and it's not you if you identify as a man it is not you so i'm just letting you know everything he's saying is right I mean, I learned from from R. Kelly back in the day. When a woman's fed up. First of all, it's problematic for you to say you learned anything from R. Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, people can walk and chew gum. You can learn stuff from R. Kelly, and he can be a creeper. I'm just no, saying, no, no, man. You're right. I just I just like messing with people about that because like I listen to R. Kelly music all the time, and I don't care. Well, I'm not getting up. I know, I know, I know people. I know people go, "Hey, you shouldn't listen to it." But I'm like, look. Um, I don't agree with none of the stuff he's supposedly doing, but um, that don't mean I can't step to the name of love. Yeah, TP two thousand is a banger. I can talk about filling on her booty too, like that. That's a banger. <laughs> I mean, if I want to talk about my Jeep, that's cool too. Yeah, I don't see nothing wrong with a bump and grind as long as she's an adult <laughs> and it's consensual. <laughs> I mean, I, don't, I, I, put, I put those disclaimers in my head as the music's playing. Oh yeah. Like like even even listen to the older Leah song, Age Ain't Nothing But a Number. I know R. Kelly wrote it. So Age Ain't Nothing But a Number, as long as you're a an adult. As, as long as you're <laughs> at least eighteen, we exactly. did it go. 
<laughs> as long as you're at the consensual age. I'm just saying. <laughs> and I still watch I, the Cosby show. I'm just saying, Dr. Crusher, middle linebacker. I mean, you know, I don't have an issue with the Cosby show. I mean, my thing is, in, in, in his personal life, he's just, but it's just sometimes like, not a good person. What I have learned. And this is kind of part of what's on my mind. What I've learned listening to people that have these outrageous opinions is they're not wrong. But at the same time, you have to protect what you know is right for you and what you know is right, period. Because just because they mad all the time and they make everything problematic doesn't mean it's actually problematic. Because Michael Jackson was a creeper. But I mean, off the wall is hot. Plain and simple. I, I mean, mean I just think, I and, just, and, there, and there are people that know that Thriller was a great album. And then there are the people like me and AG who know Off the Wall was better. Kind of <laughs> I mean, I mean it's, it's, it's like that's, that's a Desert Island record, man. But <laughs> if he liked to mess with kids, that's his personal business because I don't know this dude. Well, I don't see mess with my kids. Well, it, he didn't. And I'm just saying, Michael Jackson is allowed to walk and chew gum. He's allowed to be a musical genius, and he's allowed to touch little boys. Well, I don't know if he's allowed to. Well, what I'm saying is, <laughs> but, but, but you're allowed to listen to his music and not be guilty of his sins. Well, yes, because I'm telling you, he he can take agency away from children and still be a wonderful musician all at the same time. All, Look, that's man, all I, I'm saying. I, I know when R. Kelly made the song "Age Ain't Nothing But a Number," Lee was 14. It's it can't be Iago You don't want it. It was a banger. <laughs> <laughs> the song still was a banger. It was. And it was. I, I just don't pay attention to the fact that he's probably talking about an underage person. I'm just going to make it about a, a discrepancy between two consensual adults that were at age. That's what I'm going to make the song. I don't see nothing wrong with a little bump and grind. Yeah, I know he's probably talking to some underage chick trying to co coerce her. But look, that's not who I'm talking about in my head. Like, music art is about interpretation, and my interpretation ain't his. Clearly. I mean, just like <laughs> if if your girl only knew. First of all, if I got it my way, she ain't never gonna know. Well, I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's just... 12 it's play, I mean, 12 play, I, I, I prefer be at least 18. But yeah. look, if... You know, Cause twelve gets you twenty. <laughs> twelve gets you twenty, man, and that's just what it is. And well, I mean, as grown as grown men on this panel, I mean, the first thought process is, I hope nobody's ever thought about things like that. Well, people do. And well, all I'm I saying, said us. I don't give. Oh, okay, 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 okay. And, and again, man, this is like I said before: people can walk and chew gum. They're going to disappoint us. But do we know these people? Yeah, no, we don't. You can you can do great things and do awful things because every human being has done it or continues to do it. I'm just not going to make everything problematic. Sometimes yeah. it's not it's really a problem. Dre from VA, Half on a Baby is lyrically a god-awful song. But that, <laughs> but that bass line and rhythm, hey, you can throw that in the background while you're actually trying to go Half on a Baby and it'll get some things happening. <laughs> I mean, as long as that half on a baby ain't under 18, I mean, I think we all right. You know, but. And I think hey. KB Yaka was talking to me when he says, you don't want that quote isolated. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's why I tried to clean it up for him. Like, well. No, no. I mean, I didn't say that he was allowed. He was allowed to, like, somebody gave him permission. I'm saying that he took he took agency away from these kids. And also, he's a genius. And my wife I mean, says, thank you for clarifying. Most geniuses are crazy. 
Some no, no, see, see, he ain't crazy. He's just arrogant. I mean, he started calling himself the Pied Piper, man. Kind of good. He, he literally, yeah, that's when he, he went literally down laughed at everybody who knew what was going on. Like, but you still can't lock me up for it. You ain't caught me yet. I'm the Pied yeah. Piper. I'm leading all the kids to the promised land. Yeah, I even pissed <laughs> on a girl in the video. And I said that was my twin cousin, and I'm still free, bitches. So it's like the shaggy defense. Wasn't me. Wasn't me. Love that Cheetos commercial though. <laughs> now it was her, I saw her. I was like, damn, bro. <laughs> Snitch punch? Jeez. But ah oh, man, such a great, great, great um conversation on the question. So I know AG you already started, but what else on your mind, bro? Well, it's a it's kind of an extension of what I already said. When you're listening to other people, um, everything that they say isn't necessarily right. Don't devalue yourself because you think everything they say is is right. It's just not. So protect yourself. Listen critically. If it applies to you, own it. If it doesn't and it's crazy, own that too. And um, just keep your mind safe out there, y'all. Because people will take it away from you. Not that they necessarily mean it, but when you consume something every day, it can be dangerous to you. So make sure you protect yourself. That's all I got. Awesome. Awesome. Moby, it's on your mind, bro. Man, nothing. Because I'm not about to um, put myself more in this being called a sexist. Uh, uh, sexist man, I thing, gotta, so. wait a minute, man. If you get called a sexist and I don't, something is wrong in the world, especially after this. <laughs> I mean, I came with I came with the heat today, man. I said women ain't shit. Come on, man. Damn. Oh. I said that, and it was you have to use it in context because I don't actually believe that in general. I was but, gonna say, did you turn and say I love you to your wife when you said that? <laughs> and actually, she understands exactly what I'm talking about. That's good. AG basically said, "Man, these hoes ain't it." I love, I love you, though, baby. I love you, like, you, you, you get it. You know what I'm saying? You get it. <laughs> and no, and I guess you know, I'm not talking about Tyler Perry, so I'm not heated anymore. I just wanted to let y'all know that there are certain situations that lead me to say certain things like that. Just like I accept when women say men ain't shit, because y'all right. I don't see, I can, I can understand how it sounds more harsh coming out of my mouth than it does when they're talking to me. But all I'm saying is the same emotion that takes you there is the same emotion that took me there. So all in all, I do apologize if I've definitely hurt somebody's feelings, if you took what I said out of context in the wrong way. But if you watch the movie and you watch it critically, I hope you can understand a vitriol for it. So that's all I got to say about that. You know, all I got to say is, yo, man, sometimes these hoes ain't loyal, man. And, and you just got to you gotta play it that way. But as far as what's on my mind, honestly, I've been watching a lot of Dark Side of the Ring lately, man. Yo, sad stuff, man. Wait a minute. Like, first of all, what's Dark Side of the Ring? Oh, it's on Vice TV. And it tells you a lot of stories about what happened in wrestling that a lot of people don't know about. Okay. And yo, man, I felt like I watched the newest one. I felt so sad, yo. Like they were talking about the Smith family on Dark Side of the Ring. And I was like, who's the Smith family? You know, so if you've listened, if you watch a lot of old wrestling, Sam Houston, 
Oh he yeah. To, yeah, he used to be on WWE. Rock and Robin. She was a female wrestler with WWE. Jake the Snake Roberts. Remember him? Yeah. Yeah. They're all brother and sister. Wow. Really? Didn't know that. Didn't know that. On top of all of that, their dad used to wrestle. And here's where it gets a little sad, yo. Yo, man. His dad, their dad was a pedophile, yo. Wow. Did he hurt them or just other kids or all of well, them? Well, I mean, he, I mean, they didn't go deep on them. But yeah, like other kids. And like they had um, Missy Hyatt, I think, up there. Oh, no, the girl who played Baby Doll. And like, she was like, yo, we, me and him be on the road. And then we go off the beam path a little bit and just pick up this girl, like some 12 year old girl, and take her back to the hotel. You know, he would take her back to a hotel room. And she was just like, oh, what? Well, it's like, it just didn't click. And I was like, yo. And I was like, how brave are these people to come out like, because he passed away a couple of years ago, apparently. How brave of them to come out, especially Jake the Snake Roberts. And was pretty much like, yeah, my dad was a pedophile. And I was just like, I was broke, man. I was like, I can't believe it. And it's just that that show talks about a lot of stuff that, you know, if you're a wrestling fan, you may not know. Um, it also talks about most of the time it starts really bad. Like they did a thing on Brian Pillman, which is like an out, like two hours long, which was sad. But his son is a wrestler now so it's like you know full circle type of deal but you know it's just it's a good show if you're a wrestling fan it talks about the time when they went to um north korea wrestlers went to north korea and wrestled and it's like the biggest the biggest um show in history like 170,000 people but like in north korea they were like literally, they had handlers and they were like, they couldn't leave their rooms and the people were forced to be there. Like if they didn't go, they got shot. Wow. wow. Okay. They couldn't say nothing. Like throughout the whole joint, they were just quiet until like the last match, which was a dude who was North Korean. And he was just like, you know, he was there here. And like Ric Flair was on that joint. Two Cold Scorpio was on that joint. And then apparently Two Cold Scorpio and um, Hawk from the Road Warriors got into a fight. And he, Two Cold Scorpio was like, yeah, I almost killed Hawk. What? Like he almost killed Road Warrior Hawk overseas. And I'm just like, yo. The Owen, the Owen Hart episode was rough because I remember watching that pay-per-view and with my friends and literally it's like, what happened? You see him fall and it cuts out. Yeah, yeah, I was watching that. I was watching it with Yo. my friend Ben, and his mom had bought the pay per view. So I was at that was the only pay per view, you know. Saying that when I was a kid, that was like the only pay per view I'd ever actually watching, like yeah. for real. Like I would watch it later if somebody else had recorded. You know how you get the bootleg stuff back in the day. But like we were watching it live, and like he fell. And I was like, "Yo, what? What happened?" Yeah, that's that crazy. Because you, you see it happen, but it's so fast, you didn't know what it was because he was supposed to be coming down. So you just see something come down really fast. Yeah, and it stopped. Away. <laughs> Yo, it was just it was just so wild, man. And then of course the Ultimate Warrior episode, in which 
what I did learn about that, did not talk to the current or the widow of the Ultimate Warrior. She had nothing to do with it. They did not contact her, apparently, or she had contacted She said no. So they talked to his old, his first wife. And I mean, it's just, yo, man, that show is awesome in a lot of ways. But then it's like, it's so sad, man, because these guys, these wrestlers go through stuff, man. Like, you want to watch a really sad episode? The one with Fabulous Moolah? Bruh. Apparently, she was a madam. Okay. And she would hoe out the other female wrestlers. Okay. Yo, that episode, I was just like, it was hard to watch that, man. It was hard to watch that. But, you know, but what it does, man, it, it lets everybody know that you know, like these people who a lot of people put on pedals and stuff like that, they're ordinary people who have problems just like the rest of us. And, you know, just watching be you know, Dark Side of the Ring, it's, to me, it makes me appreciate the wrestlers a little bit more because you have no idea what's going on in their private life. It's like you go to work and you don't, and you don't appreciate the, the person at the store who you know, may get something for you or whatever because you don't know what's going on when they leave work. So it's like the same thing. So for me, it just gives me a better appreciation of people, you know, when they're not working and when they're in their private time because a lot of people messed up, man, and we just don't know. And the worst thing you can do is be a be a dick to people in, in stores and stuff, man. Just be nice to people because you don't know what they're going through when they leave there. You have no idea, you know? So that's all I'm saying. That's what's on my mind today. Um, OB, what you got? What's on your mind, bro? Like I said, man, nothing's on my mind as far as some of the topics we've talked about today, man. Look, what's on my mind for real, though, is like, all y'all people just gonna have to let me have this, man. I, I, I consistently have rooted for people who have consistently lost at everything in my life. So now, now, now that the Hawks have won, which, I know a lot of you people are going to be like, yo, man, they in the second round of the playoffs and you got all this Atlanta Hawk paraphernalia. Look, I've had this gear. I didn't just go out and get it. I'm true I'm true to this. I ain't new to this. I just ain't never had no reason to actually be putting it out here like that other than just, you know, it's a cool accessory to wear sometimes. But yeah, so as long as the Hawks are winning, y'all going to have to listen to me just be a terrible winner because I've, I've i've been such a good loser my whole life you know what i'm saying like i've, I've rooted for the raiders the hawks the braves like yo y'all just gonna have to let me have this shit man like look the hawks won the game you know what i'm saying so i'm gonna be up here just like if, if by the next sunday we happen to be up in this series oh y'all not gonna get me to shut up y'all might see some more atlanta stuff because i got more atlanta stuff to put up in the background it might not even be no wall by the time it might just be nothing but hats back there of Atlanta Hawks, y'all. But y'all just gonna have to deal with it, man. You got the shoes, man. Can you show the shoes? Man, the shoe, the shoe up there. It's it's up there. Oh yeah, I see it. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you get it real quick, man? Show the show the people because they, 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 they need to see. They showed people last week. week. Last week, man. Yeah, but everybody won't hear last week. That, that's cool. They just know it's gonna be more Hawk stuff up there if they keep winning. Oh, but, and not because I'm going out to get it. I already have this stuff. He's about to empty his closet. Now. Like I said, I'm not new to this. I'm true to this. 
So next week you're saying if they, uh, we might see the Dominique Wilkins jersey? I hope so. That'd, that'd be great. You got a Dominique, a you got a Dominique jersey? I don't have a Dominique one. I do have a Spud Webb. That's even better. Old school. I'm, yeah. I, I might mess around and have a Moses Malone, but it's packed up in a box somewhere. <laughs> well, awesome, gentlemen. Uh, once again, I'd like to thank everybody um, who listens to us live, who listens to us on the podcast. Um, to the people listening live, thank you. We appreciate your feedback. Um, hey, look, you know, it's one of those things out there that, hey, it's about to be summertime. I know the freaks come out at night and the night it gets a little later now, but hey, let's let's try not to go out there and act like a bunch of idiots. So let's stay safe. Good luck with that. I mean I'm trying. Yeah, I'll put it out there. Let's stay safe. Let's be good. Next week we will be back in the house, 9 p.m. on Sunday. That's right. I got it right today. You know, because doing it <laughs> on other days, you might be lost. <laughs> tell a friend, you know, tell a family. Remember, you might hear some curse words, but you know, it is what it is. Right now, AG's got to lead with more F-bombs with three. He overtook it in one night, which is awesome. <laughs> it was it was Mo B and I tied with two, and AG with zero. Hey, man, you, you counted one of mine? Because one of mine, I was quoting somebody. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I counted that. You can't count Come on, that. I was quoting somebody. You can't count. You can't count an F bomb as a quote. I don't think that's can, fair. I mean, you can't censor yourself. He did. He said F. Then it wasn't a quote. You can't. You can't. Nah, I agree with the Moby on this one. It, it was a quote. I just came out there and said it personally. Yeah, you did three times. I did. Wow. Not sorry about any of them. Personally. I mean, I know you're not. I, I bet you. I bet you said the first time. Your wife was like, "Ooh." No, she didn't. She hears all the time. Oh wow! All right then. Give me—I'm telling you, man. Give me starting the right thing. I'm just saying. Oh, okay. Apparently, Tyler Perry is that—is that hot button? One of them. Well, no, actually, it's not Tyler Perry. It's that movie. That that damn. Because, like I said, when I read that last week, I was like, oh goodness. Wow. All right then. So once again, thank you to everybody who's listening. Um, we'll see you again next week. Until then, keep it light. Be safe. Peace. You can send any questions or comments to FIVE Minute Warning 19 at gmail.com. The five minute warning can now be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Breaker, Google Podcast, and Radio Public. Share, like, subscribe. You've been listening to the 5-Minute Warning with Ruben Brown. Search 5-Minute Warning on the Spotify app. Peace. Stay safe out there.